Welcome back to the Daily Devotion. My name is Kevin. I'm the pastor of Christ Church Conway, congregation of the Presbyterian Church in America here in Conway, Arkansas. The Daily Devotion is a time for us to be strengthened in our faith through the study of Scripture and theology. We're working our way through this incredible letter that we know as 1 Peter, one of the books in the New Testament. The Apostle Peter wrote this to a group of people who were suffering because of their faith, and he wrote to encourage them even in the midst of their suffering, to remind them that their standing was found in Christ and not in their standing in this world. So as we look at this, it's very pertinent. We all deal with suffering at various times and in various ways, and we're told to count these as as good things. We're told to count it as blessing. We're, we're told to count our, our suffering with thanksgiving. And how do we do that? Well, that's in part what Peter is trying to help us learn to do. We've made it up to 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 4 through 10. Yesterday, we looked at verses 4 and 5. Today, we'll look at verses 6, 7, and 8. And then tomorrow, we'll move on to verses 9 and 10. Let me read these verses, then I'll pray for us, and we'll jump in. This is what Peter writes. As you come to him, a living stone rejected by men, but in the sight of God, chosen and precious, you yourselves, like living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For it stands in Scripture, Behold, I am laying in Zion a stone, a cornerstone chosen and precious, and whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. So the honor is for you who believe, but for those who do not believe, the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone, and a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. They stumble because they disobey the word as they were destined to do. Fathers, we look once again at your word. Would you add your blessing to this reading of your word? Would you strengthen me by your spirit and all of us by your spirit that we might speak and hear your word with clarity? that it might have its intended effect in our lives, that we might gather around the cornerstone around whom we as your people are being built. We ask this in Christ's most precious name. Amen. Well, yesterday we looked at verses 4 and 5 and were reminded that Jesus, though he was rejected by man, was chosen and precious in the sight of God. And that Jesus, this living stone, is a pattern for us. That we now, like living stones, are being built up around him. And therefore, it's reasonable for us to expect, on the one hand, to be rejected by man. But on the other hand, to recognize that like Christ, we too are chosen and precious in the sight of God. It reminds us that our standing is not found on our successes in this world, but in Christ alone. And so to whatever degree our life matches his, we can take enormous comfort. So as these people suffer, having been kicked out of their homes, they're now being built up into a new home in Christ Jesus. And Peter undergirds this argument by going back to the Old Testament. This is one of the fascinating things about how the apostles write is they don't write anything new in the sense that it's never been heard before. It's new in the sense that it's what has been heard before in the Old Testament has now been fulfilled. Paul does this everywhere. Matthew's gospel and, and, and really all of the gospels are just chock full of Old Testament quotes and references and allusions. And so here with Peter, we see the same thing. 
So he undergirds what he said, what we looked at yesterday, with three quotes from the Old Testament, two from Isaiah and one from Psalms. He begins with quoting Isaiah 28, 16. Behold, I am laying in Zion a stone, a cornerstone chosen in precious, and whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. I'm going to read these verses in Isaiah in their context. Isaiah is writing to Judah this judgment against Ephraim and, and Jerusalem because they've turned from God. And they, they, they think they have found security in so many other things. And so he writes in 28.14, Therefore hear the word of the Lord, you scoffers, who rule this people in Jerusalem. Because you have said, we have made a covenant with death and with Sheol, we have an arrangement. When the overwhelming whip passes through, it will not come to us. For we have made lies our refuge, and in falsehood we have taken shelter. So they've turned from God, they've turned to falsehoods, they've turned to all these false hopes of their rulers and that's where they're taking shelter. It's a false shelter. It's going to crumble. Isaiah continues, Therefore, thus says the Lord God, Behold, I am the one who is laid as a foundation in Zion, a stone, a tested stone, a precious cornerstone of a sure foundation. Whoever believes will not be in haste. And I will make, the, make justice the line and righteousness the plumb line and hell will sweep away the refuge of lies and waters will overwhelm the shelter. Then your covenant with death will be annulled and your agreement with Sheol will not stand. When the overwhelming scourge passes through, you will be beaten down by it. You see the contrast in these two hopes. There's the hope of the cornerstone of of this sure building that God is putting in place that will stand. And those who find refuge in him will be delivered. And there's the hope that we build in all the things of this world that will leave us exposed. He goes on and then says, So the honor is for you who believe. But for those who do not believe, and then he talks about the judgment that is to come. See, when we build our lives, when we are built like living stones around the cornerstone of Jesus Christ, there we find security. It it may be just absolutely counterintuitive because we want to build our lives in a way that in this world they feel secure. And, And we think that the way to do that is the way of the world. But Jesus says, no, it's, it's, it's around me. I'm the one that you find hope and security in. It, we have to say it this last election cycle, as every election cycle does, laid bare how much we as Christians look not to Christ, the cornerstone for our security, but to politicians. Even those who willingly, boldly, openly, outright lie to garner our vote and our support, we think that in them, somehow, we're going to be safe. Look, Israel did the same thing. And God said, I'm washing that away. I'm destroying it. Come to Christ and find your security in Him. 
he actually is secure. So the honor is for you who believe. See, when we come to Christ, that's the place of security, of hope, of honor. That's the place, ultimately, of even glory for us because we share in the glory of Christ. But for those who do not believe, and he offers two more Old Testament quotes. One from Psalm 118. Again, I'll read this in context. Psalm 118 is this kingly psalm, this messianic psalm. You can categorize it a number of different ways. And after wrestling with the reality of being surrounded by enemies and and struggling to take refuge in the Lord, beginning in verse 19, we read this, Open to me the gates of righteousness that I may enter through them and give thanks to the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord. The righteous shall enter through it. I thank you that you have answered me and have become my salvation. The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. See, here's our options. We can look to Christ the cornerstone, the king that God has placed on Zion, his holy hill, and we can find our hope and our security and identity there and be secure for eternity. Or we can look to anything else and dwell in false hope, false identity, false security, guaranteed that we and our hope will be undone in the end. Because Christ has become the cornerstone. And everything must be reconciled to him and nothing else. He gives another statement from Isaiah chapter 8 in verse 14. Again, I'll give us some context. For the Lord spoke thus to me with his strong hand upon me and warned me not to walk in the way of this people, saying, Do not call conspiracy all that this people calls conspiracy, and do not fear what they fear, nor be in dread. But the Lord of hosts, him you shall honor as holy. Let him be your fear, and let him be your dread, and he will become a sanctuary, and a stone of offense, and a rock of stumbling to both houses of Israel, a trap and a snare to the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and many shall stumble on it. They shall fall and be broken. They shall be snared and taken. The contemporary parallels are staggering, aren't they? Here, the people of God have been duped by the world and see conspiracy everywhere. Here in 2020, how often we see the people of God utterly duped by the world and finding conspiracy everywhere, living in fear that if the right people aren't in the right places, the people that we've made our covenants with, then we will be lost. God says, no, I've replaced all of that with my Christ. Don't fear what man fears. Learn to fear me. Learn to trust me. Learn to believe in Christ. For if you don't, 
If you look to anything else, you will trip over this one who is your truest hope, your only hope, your only security. Oh, that we would learn to be satisfied in him forever. Amen. Thank you.